Are you ready, Christine? Yeah, sure. As ready as I will be for this. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to someplace in France. Yes, Although it was really filmed in the Czech Republic. Yes. Oh. It was filmed in 2001. Was it the Czech Republic in 2001? It was filmed over the summer in 2000 in the Czech Republic. I think so because remember yeah, because we the did the wall a, had come down. Okay. Yeah, and they and like Czechoslovakia. Remember they had didn't they have the um what was it called the Velvet Revolution because they broke up and it was not no blood was shed whereas Yugoslavia is like people still killing people and they had like war crimes and genocides and stuff i'm pretty sure that that's how that goes well it is depicting the 14th century thank you for not making me live in those times oh my god can you imagine couldn't you just smell the the body odor so disgusting. Oh, yes. oh my God. I thought the same thing when the freaking queen or whoever she, she's not a queen. When Milady runs off <laughs> and hugs him after the joust, yeah. I was like, he's got to smell disgusting, but oh, I guess that was she. Yeah, yeah she, but did. she had cleaner clothes. But maybe she smelled great. Maybe they had frankincense and Palo Santo. And maybe that's a myth that we don't know about. No, they wore all of those clothing. Like everyone stunk. Yeah. And you there was never no get those clothes clean. I don't think that there was great sewage. I mean, I guess the Romans had kind of come up there wasn't great sewage. Yeah, New York, exactly. New York City still smells like pee. <laughs> well, that's true. And Maybe? it's 2022. Yeah. And we're talking 1372. Oof. So we are doing a night's tale. And I just want to say that I apologize for this because um, usually I feel pretty good about the movies that I pick. Well, teeny picks and bangers. This has a reputation that did not live up to for me. Oh, so you had heard this was a reputation thing? Well, no, I mean, it was just like you said a white knight. Oh. And I thought Knight's Tale. Right. And I thought, I bet, you know what? I feel like that movie probably held up. And I'm here to tell you it doesn't. I remember uh, enjoying it at the time. Yeah. But it, okay. So we're going to get into so it. freaking bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were some decent things. Okay. Peasant-born William Thatcher begins a quest to change his stars, win the heart of a maiden, and rock his world via jousting. Mm. Jousting. I mean, okay. Particulous. A Knight's Tale. It premiered in the U.S. on May 11th, 2001. Written and directed by Brian Hegland who wrote L.A. Confidential and Mystic River. Seriously? He also yeah. wrote and directed 42, which was the biopic yes. of um, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Sorry, yes. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman. And a movie called Legend. Nerd Alert. This might, this, because you were like, yeah, L.A. Confidential, like Mystic River, what happened? Well, Nerd Alert, he won 
the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for writing L.A. Confidential. And the same year, he got the Razzie Award for writing The Postman in the same year. The only other two people who have uh, achieved that honor are Alan Menken and Sandra Bullock. Winning oh, I an Oscar. love Sandra Bullock. I do too. Wait, are you being sarcastic? No, no, she's like oh, one of my no, she's yeah. like one of my favorite actresses. <laughs> she grew up in in. Uh, I you got that though. She <laughs> went to Fairfax County Public School. Uh huh, and her mother is a German opera singer. So she speaks German. Mm-hmm. Her kids do too. I yeah. Um, it's a, th- speaks German. Yeah. Uh-huh. So her mother was like German. Like, well, her German. mother, her mother spoke German. Like, it, it, they weren't the the kind of <laughs> German that they were like, no, this is English only now. Yeah. But that's but that's a tale as old as as time with America because immigrants will come in and there's always these stories and they're like, no. We are not going to keep our language. We're going to, we're Americans. We're going to speak English. And then a lot of kids are like, why did you? I've come across that a lot out here. Uh, I will say a, a lot of European people uh, didn't keep their language. And, um, you know, because of their white skin, you know, it wouldn't have been as much of a thing as for people of color to have kept their language from South America and Mexico and and they get shipped to Martha's Vineyard before the hurricane and they're in pretty good shape. Ha, 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 Ron DeSantis. Ha. But yeah, I think I believe there's a German word for that. Is that Schadefreunde? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or shot a dick. Hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just make it up, make it up German. But that's German, famous for making up, a, like having words. Just making up words from other and, parts of words, and they're these huge long words. But they really, adding, yeah. Keep adding vowels and consonants to them. But then when you like break down what the word means, you're like, you know what? Makes sense. That's exactly that feeling. Exactly. So, um, it's based on The Knight's Tale, which is the first tale from Geoffrey Chaucer's The Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Now, Question. This- Did you guys have to read The Canterbury Tales in high school? I'm sure. No. I didn't, I didn't read a full book in high school at all. I read. Wow. Sparkness. Yeah. I read Sparkness for everything. The only book that I did not finish in high school that I refused to finish because I was, I was that, oh, it was assigned. I will read it all. Mm-mm. Crime and Punishment read it, actually liked it. I was like, I got into Raskolnikov. Moby Dick. <laughs> Fuck that white whale. <laughs> Fuck that whale. Fuck that book. Fuck Ishmael. Fuck all of it. I had to read I had to read Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe in the English dialect of the times. And oh, the wow. last question on the test was, did you actually finish this book? And I think I'm the only person in my senior class who told the truth and said no. I got an A on the test because I told the truth. 
You know what? Thinking about it, I talk a, a lot of shit on my Northern Virginia education and whatnot, but like we had to read um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, and we uh-huh. had to read Song of Solomon. Uh-huh. So we like we got which are and, probably banned now. Yeah, and like Nate, a lot of people read Native Son. I yeah, so we had a um, well, yeah, I guess they are banned now. So. But yeah. no, Canterbury Tales wasn't in my curriculum. Yeah, I think I liked to read when I was younger. And when it was like, pick a book and do a book report on it, I got you. Pick a book mm-hmm. that I want to read, great. Mm-hmm. I have. I was very into those um, cards at the when I was in elementary school where you filled it up and then you got a uh-huh. that. Read for rewards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I remember as they had leopards. They had a leopard on them because that was our our mascot. Um, and I would end every single one of my book reports with, "If you want to learn more about this book, you can check it out at your local library." <laughs> Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, I plagiarized. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Um, but once they were telling me what I had to read, I was out. Mm-hmm. It's a very teeny move. I respect that. Yeah, which is why she fits in so well yeah. with our family. <laughs> Blair had me reading that book about that sad boy. It took me a year and a half to finish. <laughs> Every time you mention it, I just think of the picture on the cover. Start laughing. <laughs> a little life. You should totally read it. It's great, but nah, not gonna. It took it took you who can finish a novel in a day at the beach a year and a half. No, no, thank you. Yeah, no. Thank you anyway. No, no. Um, so the Canterbury Tales, I had, I've always heard of them, but I'm like, what are they? They're yeah, 24. tell me if I should read them now. You might want to. They're 24 stories written in Middle English between oh, wow. 1387 and 1400, and they are presented as part of a storytelling contest. So this is the Canterbury Tales, as like Chaucer presented them, the the I guess the motif or whatever that he used was that the the contestants, these are all pilgrims, and they were traveling from London to Canterbury to see like this cathedral or something, and so to pass the time because it's you know thirteen eighty seven and whatnot. Yeah, they um are having a contest and who could tell the best story. So each person takes a turn telling a story, and the prize Mm -hmm. that you would get is a free meal at the Talbard Inn in Southwark. Upon your return, which thinking about those times, mm-hmm. that was pro- that was a big incentive. Pro- I love the idea. What a great idea! Mm-hmm. And they they got a little baldy actually. If you actually read them, because I don't know how many there were. Twenty four. <laughs> okay, so if you get in the twenties, I think he got kind of you know like let's let's introduce some sex into this, but oh. I I never got there so. So one of the re- so why is it important? Why do we know about in 2022? It's right. be considered the greatest contribution to English literature because of how it popularized the English vernacular in mainstream literature. Because prior to that, all mainstream literature had been in French, Italian, or Latin. Oh. So this was finally the English getting to be like, oh, preview of what's about to come, motherfuckers. We're about to run this shit. 
And, and that's why they still, and it makes sense if you think about it. Oh, that's why Canterbury Tales is such a big deal because it was the beginning of England about to run this shit. Well, mm. I always thought it was just to torture us. Well, again, it goes into England. <laughs> um, so Chaucer is considered the father of English literature, and he is the first writer that was buried at Poet's Corner in Westminster Abbey. Oh, well, right then. So, cheerio. And what, what? What, what? Edited by Kevin Stitt, who also did 42, Jurassic World, and Lethal Weapon 4. The music is by Carter Burnwell, who did The Big Lebowski. Along with so many other Coen Brothers films. He also did The Blind Side and Being John Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. We gotta do that. Teeny, did you ever see Being John Malkovich? Never seen it. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> um, the director of photography is Richard Greatro or Greatrex. Uh, he got an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. He also did Where the Heart Is and The Last of the Blonde Bombshells. Where the Heart Is. Okay. Uh, yeah. I remember when it came out. I think Ashley Judd's in that. Oh, I'm not mistaken. Okay. Starring Heath Ledger as William mm. Thatcher. Heath Ledger was Australian. He was in 10 Things I Hate About You, Monster's Ball, and The Dark Knight. Uh, yes. It, it, it was lovely to see a young Heath Ledger again. Mm-hmm, because we were like, ah, oh, yes, that's right. He was really yeah. good. He did have a, he had a yeah. charm to him. Yeah, he did. Shannon Sossaman played Jocelyn. She's American. She was in the Rules of Attraction, 40 Days, 40 Nights, and The Order. I remember in my early 20s, she was she was big. She was a big deal. She was in all of those romantic comedies and mm-hmm. commercials and stuff. Rufus Sewell. 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 Rufus Sewell. He was Count Adamar. He was, he's British. He was in Dark City, Old, and The Man in the High Castle. High Castle. That was a, it was a good show. It, it, um, you know what? It's good. I recommend it. I kind of like the premise more than what ended up being the execution of the show. But exactly. it was very interesting and gave gives you a lot to think about. Yeah, in the beginning, it went too long, and yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It, basically, the premise is that um, Germany won World War Two. Germany and the Axis powers won, and they split. The Rockies West went goes to Japan. There's like this middle area border where it's no man's land, and then from like the Midwest on, it's Nazi. Um, mm-hmm in control so there you can take what you will uh mark addy played roland he's british he was in the full monty the order but probably most people know him as robert baratheon from game of thrones oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i could not tell you who a, a single one of those characters was except for khaleesi Ah, yes. They all were the same to me. Robert yeah. Baratheon was the one who, who died in the like in the beginning. He was the king. And that's what puts into the whole like Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure. 
I just remember like Robert Baratheon. He was, you know, I don't know. I have a very glancing knowledge of. I watched the whole show. Can't tell you I, anything about it. I didn't it. retain any of it. Yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk, or Tudyk, played Watt. He's American. The redhead guy. Yeah, but we saw him at the counter one time in Burbank. We did? Yeah. He had oh. blonde hair then. Okay. Yeah, and he's been in a couple sitcoms. He's been in so many things. Like, he was in Dodgeball, a true underdog story. He was in 42. He was in a show called Firefly. He's been in so many things. That's why I'm always like, this guy? I had no idea that he was American. I thought, once again, he was one of these Brits that's just really good at doing an American accent. Turns out it's the opposite. We have Paul Bettany. As Jeffrey Chaucer, he's British. He was in yeah. A Beautiful Mind, The Da Vinci Code, and he's Vision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And finally, we have Laura Frazier, who is Kate. She's Scottish. She was in The Man in the Iron Mask, Vanilla Sky. She was also in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. She was like the Madrigal hmm. lady that was working with Gus Fring in that whole operation. And I was like, oh, yeah. So those are the particulars. <clears throat> In medieval times, a sport arose, embraced by noble and peasant fans alike, though only noble knights could compete. The sport is jousting. For one of those knights, an over-the-hill former champion, it was the end. But for his peasant squire, William, it was merely the beginning. What could go wrong? Did you take that right from the movie? The beginning? The title yeah, card? Those are the title cards yeah. from the beginning of the movie. Thank you. <laughs> and you are welcome. So there you go. Sets it up perfectly. I love that. Why should I work when the work was done? Yeah, they already did it for you. Exactly. Um, so we are to POC and I have one. What? Jocelyn. I looked at Jocelyn and I went, wait a minute now. Now just wait one minute. Well, yeah, that's kind of why that, I think that's a big part of why Shannon Sossaman was such a big deal in the early 2000s. Yeah. Was because she was like, but that's kind of the problematic reason is because she, she, how do I was say this? Exotic. Yeah, she had an exotic appearance to her but also people could easily think that she was white hence being a like her being cast to in pass. yeah she's like go ahead her grandmother was hawaiian and filipino so she had an exotic look to her mm -hmm. so yeah but it's it's just interesting but she was still in oh, the yeah in the medieval oh, yeah. times, you know. When I saw it in 2001, I didn't think, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> when you're when you're doing a podcast and we have a POC count and it's this movie, I just put the I just put the uh, old pencil down. It was like, the, the do not said. need to worry about that. I saw her and immediately thought so. <laughs> I always, yeah, I always did, but I knew that that wasn't the way that they. 
Oh, in 2001, they weren't playing that up. They were just uh, saying, look how yeah. gorgeous okay. this woman is. No, but that's why she was gorgeous, was because she was exotic, but she was exotic in a way that made... Still passed for white. Exactly. The proximity to whiteness, mm-hmm. where it was like the exotic spectrum of whiteness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have we just done our cast? Yeah, we did, but I have, you know me, I have a little bit extra to toss in on there. Well, let's go. So this movie, because you set it up perfectly about how it's noblemen, so only the noblemen can do it. So then you're like, all right, well, that seems like a cast. Or is it class? Classism versus cast. Exactly. So cast, remember, is static. And a good quote that comes from Allison Davis, Burley, and Mary Gardner in their 1941 study of the Deep South, which was a study of caste in America, has this quote that says, regarding caste, he may neither earn nor wed his way out. So if you can earn or wed your way out, then it isn't caste. Um, So caste is static, whereas class is dynamic. If you can act your way out of it, then it's class, not cast. So, so Keith Ledger's Heath Ledger's person was class because he was acting his way out of it, with the help of someone who was of the upper class to help him with that. Right, but then in in the medieval times, I think because it's one of those interesting things where. It kind of, because you can neither wed your way out or earn your way out. I think that that they have such a lock on it in medieval times that the class almost was like a caste. But there were still ways to get around it, especially if you knew how to read and write, apparently. All you needed to know. So in medieval times, you had nobility, middle class, and low class. And those were kind of your three structures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because like their worlds were so much smaller, I think it was a lot harder to... I think that it seemed like it was a cast. Like when we look at it, we look at it as class. Like you can't escape it. But to them in their small worldview, that it probably seemed more like a cast. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's... because their appearance did have something to do with it. I mean, the people wearing rags as opposed yeah. to the people wearing clothes that had been um, um, hemmed in and um, altered in some way, as opposed to those wearing the finery. Mm-hmm. And it would be, and it was some like with the Indian cast, I, I believe. That that is like a like your name when people ask your name because there have been stories about people uh-huh. from the lowest ca- caste in India coming over to the United States and they go to school and then they're hanging out because they're you know they're in America and then they hang out with their like fellow countrymen and stuff outside of school uh-huh. and people are like oh what's your name and then they hear their last name and they're like oh Ooh. and so like they. They, they do microaggressions to them. So, like, if you were in the lower caste there and then you're in America, they would do things like bring them a plate of food as opposed to everyone else can go serve their own food. Because of your last name, then they didn't want... You know, they just bring those microaggressions to it. Whereas uh-huh. then 
So every place has their own little thing, but just as far as like America goes with knowing the difference between class and caste, that's that's how Gone with the Bushes defines it. I do want to say this. Okay, it might be totally off topic and such, but bringing like a plate it. of food to people. When we were at uh, Poppy's reunion for the founding of his university at Moorhead, <clears throat> It was fraternity at the university. Fraternity, thank you. We He's didn't not, found yeah. we didn't found the whole <laughs> was like, oh my God. He yeah. looks fantastic. It was, Black yeah, don't crack. it was important. Anyway, so uh we were at tables and it was a uh, buffet situation, but the founding fathers of the fraternity were served, and the president of the university was there, and they wanted to serve him, and he said no. I'm going to get up and get my own food. He said, I want to pick what I want from the buffet. Well, he did that as well as going, I'm not going to have this optic of black men serving me in this situation where there are only two white people in the whole room. And I, I applauded him for that. I thought as that was, you were served your food. As I was served my food. <laughs> Excuse on, me. Please. Butter, please. And more ice water. And I'd love another gimlet. <laughs> <laughs> a little easy on the lime there next time. <laughs> but I thought that I thought that was a really good um, um, a good awareness. Gesture. Awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Awareness. Exactly. As opposed to me, read I just the, went, yes. really good read of the room. Yeah, read, take read the room. Yeah, but that's a good way of reading the room because then because there would be some people who they would hear that story and they would think oh they gave him a plate how nice and the person getting the plate is like no that's not nice they're doing that to put me in my place because they know my last name and they're they're right they don't want my hand sullying the rest exactly. of their food exactly exactly mm -hmm. yeah so i believe we're at nerd alerts I believe we are. Was I supposed to mention that? I was so proud of myself. I know. Okay. <laughs> Nerd alerts. I have none. The year was May 2001. In 2001. We just did something, right? Well, we did Hedwig and the Angry Inch in 2001. Oh, no. we Last week, we said, oh, boy, 2001. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but this had not happened yet, so easy yeah. time. Great. Wait, Wikipedia was launched, which... That's where this whole wow. show gets off. That's where the done. We wouldn't be here. Yeah, a very quick podcast. iTunes was launched, which oh, also wow. ties into this movie. I'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. George W. Bush was sworn in as the 43rd president of the United States of America. After and we a... thought we could never get worse than that. Oh, we? <laughs> no. Like, no. Did I heard know. you almost named Adam George. Yeah, no, that was my grandpa's name. Well, it yeah. wasn't almost people. Go ahead, Ma. My mother felt that he should be. I was pregnant with Adam when my father died. And my mother felt like I should name if it was a, a boy, George. And I didn't want to saddle my young son if it was a son, George. And we have a cousin, Manziel's first cousin, married George and had a son whose name is George. So there were enough Georges in the family. And I had actually talked to my father when I was pregnant with Aaron about names. Aaron, a girl, Adam, if it was a boy, and he was fine with that. And my mother was like, oh, I don't think he'd approve of Adam. Oh, I said, well, actually, I talked to him about it and he was fine with it. So 
that would have been a George. Can you imagine? Big run, George Bush. Yeah, yeah I mean, George when I could have told people I was married to George Bush, that would have been funny, blow their minds. Yeah. Did they see you? But then, but then, like I had a different take on George until George Clooney became a thing, and then I yeah. was like, oh, okay, because I I didn't because. Like I didn't call my grand my grandpa was Pa. It wasn't he wasn't George to me, so I didn't right. have that. Oh, like, yeah, I didn't like George. Just seemed like an old guy. Like George, I don't yeah. know. It just sounded weird to me. George, what that was gonna? He's it seems yeah. George. It was an older name. I mean, honestly, if she, truth be told, if my mom had her way about it, his name would have been Sebastian. Well, that's true. Really. <laughs> That's why that's why Sparky's middle name was Sebastian. She was like, damn it, somebody in this family is gonna be named Sebastian. And I couldn't even think the dog's first name to be no. Sebastian. You're like, no, he's gonna be Sparky Sebastian. Great name, Sebastian. <laughs> it is. Yeah. See? Too bad. Um, Netherlands allows same-sex couples to marry, becoming the first country to legalize such unions in modern times. Oh. Because they high as fuck. <laughs> we don't care! Which, the Netherlands, where Sir Ulrich is from. Interesting That's right. enough. Huh. That's right. I'll come back in. I thought this was interesting. There was the Iraq disarmament crisis. Happened in, in uh, February. So British and U.S. forces carry out bombing raids to disable Iraq's air defense. So in 19, this was after 1991 because that was when the first Gulf War happened. And the U.N. was like, look, y'all can't have any weapons of mass destruction. And then there was this guy who was, uh, he was in the DOD under Reagan, Paul Wolfowitz. And he had this whole policy, which was basically about dismissing containment and he was in favor of preemption he was basically he was cobra kai up in here strike first strike hard no mercy <laughs> cobra kai that was paul wolfowitz and bill clinton and george w and colin powell were all like look no we ain't cobra kai like we prefer containment and then february 2006 I mean, February 16th, 2001, George W. Bush, he authorizes his first military operation, which many allies say was an illegal, <laughs> an illegal operation. But the U.S. said that it was self-defense because the Iraqis were threatening the no-fly zone. So, and then nothing else happened in 2001. Next. <laughs> there was nothing, there was no other escalation that happened. I just thought that was very interesting because you'll remember after 2001, you know, when the shit hit the fan, um, it wasn't like, like we didn't invade Afghanistan and go into like looking all for those people. It wasn't the first thing that the United States did was go into Iraq. Yeah. It was like, and they're like, but, Iraq didn't take down the building. No. No, but that man is still in power, and he was bad to my daddy. Exactly. He threatened my daddy. He's got to go. Yeah. Which, I know it's not, like, not, you shouldn't be dragging in a whole country, but on a personal level, I respect the pettiness. Except, I guess not respect 
like I recognize that I understand the pettiness. I understand. It almost killed your daddy. So, <laughs> which then then I'd be having to. That's how superheroes come into. That's right. You know. So all right, and then I looked up um, medieval times. Oh, the restaurant? No. Oh, I thought you would do that. Thought I about was, it. I was like, what is this medieval? Because. God damn, there's so much history in this world that it's hard to get through. But the medieval times, like literally the translation of medieval is of Middle Ages. Mm. And that's the time period between the fall of the Roman Empire, which happened in 476 AD. That happens, Middle Ages, until we get to about 1300 which that's when the Renaissance is considered to start. But it, there's How did they of, know they were middle in the Middle Ages? Well, this they is were all, in the middle. This they is didn't. All, they didn't. It's the people okay. in the Renaissance, I'm assuming, looking back it. and being oh, like, okay. ah, we'll call They weren't like, we're in the Middle Ages now. No. no. It's no. like, we don't know. It's, it's like us now. Like, what are we going to call this? I guess post-pandemic. Like, it's oh, the people who come later years. who yeah. decide. Yeah, so, right. and then there's a, a whole, um, because the story takes place, I think, in 1372, and you're like, well, the Renaissance starts in 1300s, but like with everything, it isn't a hard stop, a hard start. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So you have the late Middle Ages, which people consider between 1300 and 1500. Uh -huh. So then I'm like, all right, Robin Hood, when did he take place? Good question. That was around the Crusades, so it was earlier, earlier. around 1194. Oh, man. And then Again, I'm like, spreading that Christianity. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, all right, now what about this Black Plague? When did that happen? Mm, yeah, good question. Black Plague in Europe, 1347. And we're in the midst of the Black Plague. We had, No, we had just come out of it, basically, because it was 1347, and then five years later, 25 to 50 million people were dead. So every, so maybe like. So it's like they're post pandemic. Yeah. yeah but can you every imagine? Every while there's a cleansing. But like, guys, there oh. weren't as many people on the planet. Yeah. At yeah. all. Oh, yeah. Especially like in Europe. The and then for 25 to 50 million of those people to be yeah, dead. Yeah. Like it was, that's... it was, yeah. Those fucking rats. And then, uh, then I think in terms of Henry the eighth and he. Oh, ruled... get out of my head. So I kept going on the, the, on Wikipedia when it was, you know, how they have the succeeded by. So I kept mm. doing the succeeded by succeeded by until I got to Henry the eighth. And it took a, like maybe five page clicks. Like it yeah. took a lot of Edwards and a lot of other Henrys before you got to the eight. Some Williams. Yeah. Yeah. It was like one William. It was basically all Henry and Edward. A Richard, a William, Henry, Edward, Henry, Edward. Yeah. Yeah. So the films worldwide, number five was Ocean's Eleven. Oh. Do you need a the, no, yes, no. the one with George and Brad and and Don Cheadle and oh, so, yeah, it's okay, great. Okay. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, number four, Shrek. Do you have anything? Anywhere? Wow! Oh my God! Also medieval times, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. 
Number three, Ma. Hold on. Monsters Hold on Inc. <laughs> Billy now Crystal. You're my language. <laughs> animation. Number yeah, what's wrong with it? You know me in animation. Oh, God. No fun. <laughs> so serious over here. Yeah. That's why I like murders. That's why I'm a murderino. We get this animation out of here. I know. I mean, art. I, yeah. <laughs> um, number two is Lord, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Lord. And the number one film of 2000. What, Ma? You hadn't graduated from college yet. No, I had done my co-op and come back, and that was a big deal for my best friend in college. Was when Lord of the Rings came out, so Evan, I yeah, yeah yeah I went to go see it. I remember, but that wasn't the number one film worldwide in two thousand one. What was it? It was a boy wizard, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh still love that. I still love all the Harry yeah. Potter. Fuck her, I guess, but God, we love Harry Potter. I know. Yeah. And 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 a friend of our podcast, Crystal Joy Brown, will be on stage with Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. I can't believe it. I can't believe doing that. Uh, something Sondheim. I mean, I'm not smart enough to know what it is, but they're going to be on stage together. And Broadway, one of the one of the Broadway great shows with and Jeffrey Groff is in it. Jonathan, Gro- Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, yeah. King, the King, the original, the, the original OG King. King. Yeah. <sighs> Big times. I also want to say, could you believe there's still ten medieval times restaurants out there? I believe it. I believe it. There are, uh, I know, uh, again, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings was a big part yeah. of college. Yeah. So I, I made the dime. $81. Yeah. Well, one of our favorite restaurants in Ocean City is The Hobbit. Yeah, but The Hobbit is very different from medieval times. Mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Hobbit yeah. is a, a high end. Does that include your dinner? I don't. Well, yeah. you get a show. You get a a leg of a turkey leg. You get to call the women wenches. Oh no! And they got their bosoms out. I'll bet. Yeah. Oh. And they're selling out. I just have to. Yeah. And but where are they? Where are they located? Because I well, there's one in Lynnhurst, New Jersey. I used to drive by it. That's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna go with a Florida one that's probably washed away right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is a Florida one in <laughs> um, Kissim- Kissimmee by that's where Disney World is, I think. Orlando, Toronto, oh. Ontario. Okay, Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes, makes yes. sense. Yes. yes. Um, Dallas, Texas. Anybody yeah. seen a, a thread Shop. here? Schaumburg, Illinois. Yeah. I'm just going to say that this is... Uh, the- Hanover, Maryland. And Buena Park, California. Yeah. Oh, a medieval yeah. times is a... Uh, that's a two Americas. That's sure it. Sure is. You know? That's it sure it. is. I've never been. Ah, well. Because medieval times in America was the first Americans able to have their life the way they wanted it 
unencumbered by these people coming over in their big ships, bringing them all their diseases and such. Yeah. So the Oscar films of 2001. <laughs> Back to getting on track. Well, we have gone off on some tangents. That's what we're. That's what people are listening for. They love the tangents. They don't come here for the movie. They come here for the tangents. We have Moulin Rouge, which oh, man, I, I oh. love that movie. Wait, are you being sarcastic? Like I can't. No, tell. I'm not. I'm not. Being I know sarcastic. because. Christine, Christine has resting bitch face, which, uh, you know, it takes one to Everyone know one. Everyone has it in this family. So. Exactly. And so sometimes her sarcasm <laughs> takes um, one to know one. You have to take a step back and go, hmm, because mm-hmm. she's so good at it. Well, at that one, I was, that was genuine. I loved my I loved I it loved as well. I loved too. Yeah. Um... Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, In the Bedroom, Gosford Never. Park. In the Bedroom. You never heard of it? Never no. heard of it. No. I remember it being nominated. Um, I think the guy who directed it has another movie coming out this year. With, I think he has a big movie coming, like big movie, but not... Like you're gonna hear about Oscar time. I think he directed a movie with Kate Blanchett that's supposed to be like Kate Blanchett's gonna get all the Oscars. Hmm. I I think I could be wrong. Um, Gosford Park, which I never oh, saw, man. but I remember hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And the Best Picture winner for that year, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, oh. serious. <laughs> Wait, a beautiful mind. That's the one with, the with Russell Crowe. Is that the one with the floating? No, plastic you're thinking American Beauty. A beautiful oh, mind okay. was I've never Russell Crowe, Paul Bettany, and Jennifer Connelly, and he was the mathematician. And I oh, just I remember that. that because Ma and I were sitting in the front row, and a woman <laughs> had a seizure during it, and Ma stepped up. She was she was a helper, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do." I, um, I waited. Stepped away. I waited. I kept going. Surely somebody's sitting, and there was a seat vacant next to her. But surely somebody in that row is going to do something. They didn't. So yeah, and my, my is that the one with the with the chalkboard? Yeah. Yes. And moves. And there was like there, they should have had a, a disclaimer at the beginning. They might have. That it could induce seizures because uh, it was a thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like American Beauty also. I wonder how I liked it. I wonder, I wonder how, how, how that holds up. Yeah. Because it's Kevin Spacey. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And because I've been seeing a lot, it's been windy. Uh huh. The plastic bag. Right. Yeah. yeah. We should yeah. watch that. It's on I, Netflix. We're going to have to, and it's going to be controversial. It is. But, um, is it? I mean, it was going to be controversial yeah, before. Kevin yeah. Spacey yeah. and he ha- and the girl is under a teenager that he is. Under it. Yeah. And then oh, the other, yeah. And the other dude that we love. Chris Cooper? Yes, Chris Cooper is so good in that. Yeah, there's a lot of... That's one yeah. of the ones, because it, it won the Best Picture Oscar, and I hear about it in podcasts where people review and, and they 
they people have soured on that film. There were oh, a yeah, lot of I'm people sure. who claimed that they yeah. didn't like it when it came out, but um, I remember when it like everybody yeah. was over the moon with it. But now, in the looking back of it, people are like, oh, no, I hated that film. The fucking plastic bag, beautiful thing. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, I love that. That was right on my alley. Yeah. Whenever I see a plastic bag floating in the wind, I think of that. But you know what? We might be basic bitches. We might be. And I'm not afraid of that. that. I am. Sign me up. That's founding member. Because what basic bitch has also seen cat people? Oh, thank you, and liked it. Thank you. Oh snap. Okay, we are two reheatables. So my first negative reheatable is jousting. Aww, what? That was the my only actual negative. Fuck. I mean, yeah, but also kind of a fun sport. And if you think about it, it's very similar to football. Just as dangerous. Need I say the neurologist who let that man play got fired. Oh, he got fired? They let yep. Tua go back? Yep. Yeah, that was tough. I turned the game on. I was like, wait, where's Tua? And then I went on the internet. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I didn't. Well, I mean, this whole thing's been a tangent. I didn't think that you could get on an airplane and fly if you had, uh, like, a head injury. A concussion? Never yeah. Because of the pressure, you're not supposed to fly for a lot of things. Sure, still fly for. Yeah, there were a lot of people complicit in that. I think. Yeah. The coaches should have probably number one been like, no. As far as we know, Adam never had a concussion. Now that time he landed on the top of his head, but he. But the thing is, most like I think most humans in your life, you'll have a concussion because I've had, I've had moments where i've gotten hit on the head and felt my brain shake oh yeah boop, boop, uh, boop, 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 boop. yeah that's not no, good for your brain that's never happened no. to me really yeah i got hit in the head with a soccer ball i remember as a little kid feeling that new like not maybe three times getting like really clocked with the basketball in the head oh, and you'll feel like you that's feel your ball. head yeah, and like I felt my brain like shake in my head, but I didn't have the, oh, I'm woozy. And but that's not good for your brain because that shaking is your brain <laughs> shaking right. up against your skull. Right. Doesn't say fifty percent of concussions go unreported. See, that, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like it's it's still. How many times have you looked at twenty five percent of Americans report having a concussion? They report that. How many times have right. you looked on your body? And you have a bruise, and you're like, "Where did where that? Where did come that from? come from?" Yeah, that. So that you has probably to had some with your brain. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, football is. But I mean, yeah, but because they do it over and over and over again, and it's repetitive, yeah. and most of those concussions and stuff that you see, like the linemen, that's basically a, a you know head injury every time because hikes, you know, it's not. We see like the big ones, somebody's head snapped uh-huh. back. Remember? Wow, 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 um, what's wow, her face wow. who died from hitting the back of her head? Her Richardson. Yeah, Natasha Richardson. It, you know, sometimes you see that, and people are always like, "It's the big ones," but it's a lot of the small, little uh-huh. incremental things that. It's true. You know, you end up and it's like, oh, what? Yeah. That? Well, did you know that I just looked up jousting on Wikipedia? Uh huh. It's a martial game. 
uh, with two horse riders wielding lances with blunted tips, often as part of a tournament. Uh, the primary aim was to replicate a clash of heavy cavalry, which each participant trying to strike the opponent while riding towards him at high speed, breaking the lance on the opponent's shield or jousting armor if possible, and unhorsing him. Um, the participants experience close to three and a quarter times their body weight in G-forces mm -hmm. when the lance wow. is collide with their armor. Yet it says it's a no-contact sport. Oh, oh, because you don't touch the other person, yeah. but but your big ass lance with a mm -hmm. fist at the end of it. <laughs> I know you love that, Aaron. I know you the, love that yeah. fist. Mm -hmm. The term is derived from old French joster, ultimately from Latin ixtare. Uh, I yeah. spoke Latin. I did. Oh, so, excuse me. I apologize. I only took it because it was the easy class. Um, Latin was the easy class? Well, yeah. the, te the teacher, AP Latin was like... AP Latin was the easy class? Because I had it. It was the teacher. Yeah, there were only like six of us in the class. We got to leave early. Anyway, oh. it means to approach to meet. Well, it's a... And I love that only the nobles could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they used horses, which that sucks. Yes. Usually they use warm blood chargers and larger destriers. Chargers were medium weight horses bred and trained for agility and stamina. And the other kind were heavier, similar to today's and Andalusian horses. Never heard of those. Um, like the, like the Anheuser-Busch horses, I'll bet. Mm -hmm. They were a bigger Clydesdale ones. Clydesdales, yeah. They were comparisons, a type of ornamental cloth featuring the owner's heraldic signs. And they did have their heads protected. I am impressed that they had their head, the horses had their heads protected by iron shield. Yeah. Hmm. But, but there wasn't anybody checking to make sure that it would. Yeah. I My think that was more for the look. Like, yo, you know, I it looked really cool. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. So my other negative was. Toxic masculinity out the ass. Am I right? I, I, yeah, but it's, it's, I was listening to this podcast about there's this crisis of, of just the American men, apparently, because, uh, like people are looking at the, the colleges and how so many women are in colleges compared to men. And it's looking at the like the twenty year old men and stuff of just like what's going on with them. And it's very interesting because like we all know it's not a news flash, but that like boys and men that they they mature later than women. And exactly. so it it's kind of interesting, like the thing that has happened with education, how a lot of women are in education and in teachers, then it's like one of the what is it, un unintended consequences of that is that then um women will because they're in roles of teachers and stuff and look at girls and like boosting girls up because of the society that we live in that it doesn't you know push girls up so in schools and stuff girls get pushed up and then boys are kind of like left to the wayside and also they're less mature and the guy who was um writing about it was talking about like how he has like an 18 year old son it's like have you gone like 
done your college prep and all of that. And he's like, no, no. And he's just like delayed a lot. So there is this question of like, maybe should we be putting, starting delaying boys a year in schooling? Yes. And yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing because they also mentioned how women will marry sideways and up. I think it's sideways and up as far as social classes and not necessarily like sideways and down. And so with men, not as many men being in college and getting a, you know, college Mm -hmm. education and stuff that then that pool, it grows bigger. And then that's when you have like the incels and stuff and that it, that's like a growing dangerous trend because they're the ones who carry out the mass shootings and the, right. They make their unhappiness like affect other people. Whereas like with women's unhappiness and stuff, it goes inward and there's it, it extends outward. So it was just this very interesting thing. And so mm-hmm. the guy was talking about how the problem with labeling everything as toxic masculinity is that there are traits that are masculine and they don't have to be toxic. It just, they need to be, um, like aggression and wanting to and wanting to go out and and be a go getter and stuff. There are like traits that men have that it's like good. Like you know, see it. Like I think my brother's a good example of that. But he's not toxic in how he goes about it. And so it needs to be more. Well, of like, he's not putting women down as he yeah, is that, moving up. Exactly. It's it's kind of like so that thing. But the thing with where we are in society is that whenever this guy talks about it, that he gets accused of being a men's rights advocate and he's not advocating Mm. for men's like people shut him down because it's the same. It's like the flip side of it of like, Oh, you're saying that, that, you know, you're negating like women's plight. And he's like, no, we live in a patriarchal society. Like all of this is, but the unintended consequences when you push Mm -hmm. so far in that direction that we have a problem because these people are going to fester and that's going to be a big societal problem Mm -hmm. for us. So I just, I remember when Adam was a freshman and going in to meet with his counselors and teachers and them saying, no, all freshman boys are, they, they have no, um, no skills as far as, uh, having, you know, being, it, they just are, are floundering. All freshman boys are floundering. And I said, then what are you doing for them? I mean, isn't there a, yeah, a if you know that, then organization skills, they, they have no organization skills. Okay. Let's give them some, let's have a class where they have, get some organization skills. No, we just let them flounder until they get to yeah. be juniors. Then they kind of catch up. And that's kind of, that's also the, the one of the problems. But then that, that gets into the whole thing with like, oh, boys being boys. Yeah. Of like, oh, that's just the way that they are. So mm-hmm. you as a woman shouldn't dress like that because, you know, like that kind you're, of thing. You're asking the boys who are being boys to yeah, just give you that it, attention. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get into, and then you know, then you create the sides and stuff. And it's like, no, we kind of all want, like some people all want the same thing. So we need to 
maybe not shut this guy down and maybe listen to kind of what he's saying. And then if he gets into an area, like be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. But until he gets to there, it's. Ah. Okay. Other negative or heatable. I only wrote jousting. Yeah. It's huge. But then it's the smelling thing. thing, not. Yeah. All yeah. right. I don't know if you guys know this about me. I've I've mellowed in my age, but I do have a visceral, visceral reaction to white people with dreadlocks. <laughs> like, yeah, it was I so didn't visceral. Bad. Yeah, it was so. So, bad. so the first the first minute I saw Heath Ledger, I laughed and was like, "Am I out on this film automatically?" <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. But it was so bad, man. I have just, and especially like when this movie came, I mean, maybe I saw this movie and just because, you know, 21 year old Aaron was not having any of it. I saw a white person <laughs> with dreadlocks. The rage would come up inside of me. And uh, you ooh. should be on, man, you'd love TikTok. <laughs> so. Yeah. They get roasted so hard. Oh, I just but but then the 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 Aaron in me that is trying to you know it's like all right feel that and then let's like, unpack it and explore it. So then I was like, well maybe it seems like William, he wasn't going for dreads. It just seemed like he was unkept and dirty and never combed exactly. his hair, and that's how his hair matted. But then I was he had the, curly hair. Uh, yeah, but then I would go to the what the fuck. Like if you had, Le who had dreads? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger had horrible, a horrible weave in or or horrible wig or something. Oh, I must have just not caught it. It or was not it was not just until that. he went to the first ball. Okay. Yeah. Then and, he got a haircut, and, and everybody was hair. like, "Oh, look yeah, at him!" But in, yeah. Yeah. The first maybe I mean, his 10, still 15 looks minutes. Oh, it was bad. I I was oh I was so angry because it's it's one thing, but then I'm like I guess I guess that's what they're saying is that that's how like poor and and lowly he uh -huh. is that he doesn't have a comb. But then it's like all right, if you know that your hair gets like that, why wouldn't you keep it sheared and cut? Right. I don't know. It was a lot for me to to go because I wanted to go in hard, but. There's a part of me that is also like, hey, people can do what they want to do with their hair. But there's also a part of me that is never, ever, ever going to let that fly. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah it was really bad. bad. It was mm -hmm. really bad. My next negative reheatable. It's the, the opening title sequence of this film. It's I love it's not Queen and the We Will Rock You. That's not my negative reheatable. OK, thank God. My negative I know because I loved it. I did love it, except it's seeing all of these, I assume, Czech people that are the extras in this film. They were. Yeah, they were Czech people. That not everyone has rhythm. That's right. That. That's right. Just That's wow. Right. It's one and two, three and four. One not everybody and two, gets that. I couldn't be on yeah. Puppy's record because there, of that. There was a little boy who literally was doing the opposite, and he <laughs> made me laugh so hard. <laughs> when everybody's hands were up, his were down. 
there was a lot of just I was oh man I was man they Queen tried made tried to make it so easy for everybody and I was like nah Queen really did nah I remember telling your brother when he was in elementary school okay Adam he was a natural athlete I mean he just was yeah and I said that kid in PE class that can't do anything that's your mother so just always think of that. If you want to make fun of him, you're making fun of your mother because I couldn't do any. In badminton in college, I took the nets down. I ran into the nets and knocked them down. So just keep that in the back of your mind as you're doing your natural athleticism. There are people who just don't have that gift. And it, all it was was you were a gene away. <laughs> Just who gets who got this gene? Exactly. Oh, okay. You're welcome because Poppy's athletic gene came through for you. <laughs> That's right. Um. Also, so hey, William, you're gonna write a love letter to your lady. How about you let Chaucer write the letter? <laughs> I don't know. The first and, poet to be buried in what Miss Westminster Abbey, and maybe pay a little attention to what he said. Yeah. And then I just, there was a whole bunch of sexism in this. There was the, yeah. the thing with Kate. And then also the the whole thing with, I mean, I pretty much think Shannon Sossaman's, her whole character, I I did not like that lady. <laughs> I'm a lady. I just didn't like her. Really? She's like, you will lose, lose everything to prove your yeah, love for me. I, that, that's yeah. tough. That's okay, just bitch. Yeah. That's tough. Toxic feminine. Yeah, it yeah. is. Toxic mm -hmm. girl bossing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. so positive reheatables. I had a few more. Wait for them. The music. Mm -hmm. And they said they used that music to show in the medieval times that people thought their music was really cool too. That's oh. what I have. That, that specifically, it's when it sunk into me um, because that the scene where they were dancing, where it starts with the mm -hmm. doo -doo 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 -doo, and they're doing the bow, and they're, mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, this is like, look at this. This is this is bullshit. Like this is boring. And they're doing the curtsy and all of that, and it's the and then it like fades into David Bowie and they start doing the modern mm -hmm. dance. And I'm like, oh, because at their time, exactly. That's how, they, that's how that, yeah. that is Lizzo how like play, playing the crystal flute. Yeah. yeah. And then when we talk about like not wanting to live during that time, at the time, they were the most advanced of any civilization ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. not them specifically, but like anywhere you you know. Yeah, yeah. People four hundred years from now, those are probably not going to be here. But they're going to be true. like, if they are, they're going to be like, wow, look at these plebeians in twenty twenty two. Yeah, but I think they're going to hear Queen and go, damn. Okay, the word teeny, the word liege, L I E G E, great word, old word. Oh, my liege. yeah. Um, mm. Jocelyn Style, she had some cool clothes. 
I think they were a little too cool for that <laughs> time period myself, but I could just be a Jocelyn hater. You must I'm be. Like you are. Mm-hmm. And then just a young Heath Ledger. It was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. It was a pleasure. He was just so charming. It was a pleasure, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good looking. Uh, Good looking too. Yes, I'm gonna the off. say, uh, um, like he he can be on the Paul Newman scale, not not mm-hmm. way high up, but he's on the scale. Yeah, so he's he better had... look. He's better than looking. He's what? better looking than Paul Newman. Oh wow! You heard okay. it here first. You're allowed Ouch. to have that opinion. I you do are not share that, but that's uh, fair enough on you. Okay. Do not share that opinion whatsoever, but that's wild. Other positive readables. I need to take a drink. We did say that Paul Newman, like the dog brand, the dog food, that's the Paul Newman's dog food, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the grocery store a few weeks ago, and Adam was like, huh, this guy's name's Paul Newman. And I was like, that is the Paul Newman. Yeah, it is the Paul Newman. Um, his- In the salad dressing. Yeah, his kids took the uh, the Paul Newman brand to court because it was supposed to wasn't all the proceeds were supposed to go to charities, mm. and evidently some of mm. that money was being siphoned off, and so his kids Ooh. were on top of that. To, yeah, his, his kids have followed a, a suit because they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, like mm. all of the money supposed to go to I think like the Hole in the Wall gang or other charitable that was the whole reason that he came up with it was right. to, it was just going to make like it he wasn't going to make money he and made Joanne no money Woodward, it. yeah it was all to like okay i can use my face and my name and put mm-hmm. it on these things and yeah well for my positive reheatable wait are you done okay. i didn't go yet you can go there was a majestic dog in one scene very briefly it seemed to be something like an afghan oh good catch I remember seeing unless it. i imagined it but <laughs> <laughs> tv inserts majestic dogs into movies i like that that should be a new category T, what majestic dog would you insert and in what scene <sighs> queen yes Renaissance fairs oh. are just fun. Um, and no, I did not dress up as Adam thinks I did. <laughs> but you can go get a giant turkey leg. Um, the torture chambers, so cool. They like recreate them so you could see. They were more, nasty, man. Pretty they, morbid when you say it all well. They but. were nasty. Like and they the, have jousting. They have jousting. You can see jousting. Like, not really. They don't kill each other. But. Not for real. Yeah. It's a good time. It's like going to a theme park, you know? I have never been to one, ever. And a lot of people who can't find their place anywhere else in society have found their place at the Renaissance Fair. You know there you that go. That is very true. There that is go. very true. That is, I've been invited to many a Renaissance fair and many a one. <laughs> I have had other things to do that weekend. It just. Because uh, you saw where you were going to end up. <laughs> yeah. That was just. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but I respect it. I am, I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Maybe one day. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. not polishing anybody's shoes. Have that. No. Um, Heath Ledger, I also had. Mm-hmm. And then I did have the similarities between now and then. They liked their sports. Mm-hmm. We liked their sports. Uh-huh. They liked their music. We liked our music. Uh-huh. There was once again, then, you know, there's people back then who weren't settling for the status quo. Exactly. Chasing exactly. dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not well, me, but good for those other people out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. People, if We've established think- we're all kind of a status quo group here. Yeah. Well, we- yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I uh, got, I have everything that I need and everything that I need is within me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of in that kind of thing. But if other people want to go out and oh, yeah, good for them. do ambition yeah, exactly. and that kind of thing, hey. But now, remember, not everyone's a winner and you can't do everything you dream. Right. You exactly. But we are living we are living our in lives on world. our terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I have good reheatables. I already mentioned how iTunes launched in 2001, and I think that's very important Ooh. because around that time, I noticed specifically that more and more classic rock songs were appearing in TV, movies, and commercials. This was a this was a little bit later, but I remember it as being a really big deal. In 2004, Cadillac used Led Zeppelin's rock and roll in a commercial, and Led Zeppelin... You did not hear any Led Zeppelin songs in movies, TV, mm. or commercials. You never heard Led Zeppelin in any yeah. of those things. They were very much against all of that. And I think that is, it can't be looked like it's very important to notice, to note that iTunes launched in 2001 and pretty much changed the game when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the 90s, that all was right, big. Right. So what? iTunes? I think it became Apple Music. Oh, okay. Well, oh, it morphed. I I'm a Spotify <laughs> person, so I I know. But uh, but you know what? iTunes walks so Spotify could run. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> that's good. That's great. That's good. Quote of Spotify. The day. Where are you at with your sponsored by Spotify? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use give code. us an endorsement. Gone with the bushes. Mm-hmm promo code but it was interesting because i am a i'm a child of the the 80s and i remember that 90s bands and stuff that was a big thing in music especially the indie rock that i would listen to was the idea of selling out and Mm. bands would not sell out and that was the thing about it was this whole thing about integrity and then itunes launched and had these commercials with these indie songs on it and all of a sudden people were like oh wait I can get that. And also because of iTunes, it made going and actually buying a whole CD kind of obsolete. And so with yeah. that, artists were like, well, that revenue stream is drying up. Now we need, we can get our mu- music place places and that can hopefully offset this whole streaming exactly. thing that's about to happen. Exactly. Drink, people. <laughs> Drink. Max having an episode. Good. Also, um, so 2001 Moulin Rouge, and I kept thinking, it's just my mind's wild. I was like, talk I about a good soundtrack. Oh my right? god! Right? Like they used a lot of contemporary and uh-huh. and 
early, like near contemporary music, like not not in the distant past. Um, and I was like, there was another huge musical movie that my mind was blanking on, and it just occurred to me. Also in 2001, I mentioned it, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, yes. which was original yeah. music, but it was that kind of like, you know, into introducing me into glam and 70s music. Mm-hmm. You have Moulin Rouge and this, so it was music in movies was being really big and a big thing especially in this year romeo and juliet that was like in a little bit yeah that was like the late 90s it was a little earlier but yeah the same kind of thing because it's the same director as moulin rouge baz lorman did both oh yeah yeah baz Mm -hmm. um so i looked it up and according to this article what's the most expensive song to license for a movie or tv show by gino Devani. Uh, it was from April 2022, hits96.com. So it, it said in there that the average cost to license a song for a movie is between 15000 and 60000 And that's a movie, TV show, or video game. But it can fluctuate. And if you... You know, if you're a, a young director and you kind of like reach out to somebody, like you can get, you can work out different deals, but that's just the average. So what do that you think? Sense. Of, oh, what's the. Because I don't, this is just based on this one article. So it could, you know, it could fluctuate, but this was just what this article said. We are the champions. No. <laughs> no. All my Dang. single ladies. No, because no, this is a song because um, I went on Spotify and made my my college playlist of all the the songs that I listened to, and this was in it. And I was running during the week, and this came on, and I was like, "Oh my god, this song has like there's the lead college guitar plans. part that everybody knows." But remember, when I was in college, I was listening to songs twenty years in the past, right? So. so Something from 20 years in the past. Yeah, and it's the, like the rhythm guitar part I had never heard before. And it, I was just, and that's why this is so funny to me that I'm like, really? This says that this is the most expensive song? It's by an Australian rock group. Australian rock group. I believe they're Australian. ACDC. Wow. What song? Thunderstruck. Really? Yeah. Wow. That th- in nineteen ninety nine, Varsity Blues played paid five hundred thousand dollars for Thunderstruck. Oh wow! And it's been in a lot of movies since then. But like, doo, 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 like, but that's not the part. It's the, it's the rhythm guitar part that comes after that. That I'm like, holy shit! That part's amazing. Oh man, that's a great song, man. Um. So then it goes, so then I was into, like, the Queens, We Will Rock You, that came out in 77. Taking Care of Business by Bachman Turner Overdrive came out in 73. So that kind of goes in track with what you'll see um, as the, it's always the 25-year-ish cycle of things. Because now movies coming out today, if they want to hit that sweet spot, they're going to be using songs from the mid-90s. And you see that now. You see mm-hmm. songs from the mid-90s creeping in and popping up. And that's always every 25 years people go back. And it makes sense because 
the people who were in their 20s are now at the age where they have their maximum spending money and exactly. they're also having families and all of that thing. I remember the first time that I saw, I heard Modest Mouse in a car commercial. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm old. I that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, shit. It also it, makes sense why, like, TV shows don't often use them. I remember, like, listening to, I listened to Office Ladies, and they would talk about, like, things in there, like, how much money it, they paid to, like, have just this one portion of this one song or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. But but that cost has, has gone down because of streaming. Oh, because of like what I said, like artists are looking for additional revenue stream. So there used to be a much higher threshold of, oh, because of the whole idea of selling out. And then that has changed. Mm -hmm. So then the price has kind of changed. And there's so many, there's so many, there's so much music and so much out there that artists kind of also know like, oh, well, they can go with something else. And so they have to like kind of weigh all of this with it you know that's and they also have to know their own worth that's why like you don't hear a whole bunch of beyonce because beyonce knows that she's beyonce but you she will sure hear does. more beyonce in things than you would have heard if beyonce was an artist in the 70s licensing mm -hmm. i mean you used to not be able to even listen to beyonce on spotify right because she you was, had to go to because you had to go to title right <laughs> that didn't last um, and then my final good reheatable is when Kate apparently founded Nike and came up with the idea of branding. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. So Nike was founded by Bob Bowerman and Phil Knight. K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, but so the the film producers and stuff and the makers, they they neglected that. They like it never occurred to them until they had to show the film to a Nike executive to sign off on it, which you had to they had to be sweating like bullets at that point. We're like, we filmed right. this and it's in the movie. And then the Nike executive was like, oh, yeah, film night. It's a night's tale. Yeah, go ahead. So I, I thought that that was like pretty because as soon as I saw it, I was like, she invented Nike. And then I was like, wait, film night, a night's tale. Did they is this product placement? What's going on? But it was. It just was one of those happy coincidences that works out, and I'm sure Nike's happy about it because, like, everybody knows that symbol. Right. It's like, oh, that's right. Nike. But then it's a, it's also interesting because that's how product like branding came into about. Like, they had it back in the Middle Ages. She was like, I want people to know that I made this, so I'm gonna put these little things here, and then that's my signature. Already, word to quotes, and I have two. How did the nobles become nobles? Mm. They took it. Mm. Why they, must, wait, what? They took it. They took it at the tip of a sword. There was more to the quote. Well, it's, it's so good because it's like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Why must everything for a woman be seen on a man's schedule? Mm. Good point. Other quotes? I have none. I didn't write any down. I have, 
you have. <laughs> I misheard this quote. I'll tell. I'll tell you what I what I heard, and then I had to put the subtitles in. I heard. Wait, I forget what I heard. <laughs> All right, my bad. <laughs> it's you have been weighed. Oh, I heard you have been made. Oh, you okay. Have, I heard you have been made, you have been measured, you sure? and you have been found wanting. And then I looked it up, and it was like, oh, you have been weighed, measured, right. and found wanting. That makes more sense. But I also like you have been made, because measured. Because no woman wants to be weighed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, why weigh me? I weigh 140 pounds. I have since birth. I will tell death. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Ma delivered a 140-pound baby. That's what she delivered. Yes, I did, and I have the hemorrhoids to prove it. <laughs> See? <laughs> and then finally, um, I'm putting, I put this on my quote of the year because the caucasity. It's when they were in the tavern. He was like, they were talking with the Frenchmen and like talking trash with each with each other. And they said, "Well, the Pope may be French, but Jesus is bloody English." Oh, Excuse God. me, he's not. What? He's a person of color. Truth be told, I was like, since when is? But then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, I guess blue-eyed Jesus, blue-eyed blonde-haired Jesus. I guess maybe he is British. He is English. Yeah, he's English. he is. He's English. The real Jesus. The Jewish Jesus. Ouch. It's uh probably looks more closer to me. Yeah. Then you're but. probably kind of light skinned for Jesus, truth be told. Truth be told. Okay, that's the end of the quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay, my LVP is the horses in jousting. You know those horses got really torn up with this stupid, stupid, stupid sport. Well, yeah, there wasn't on what is it, the ASPCA? No. Looking out for the horses. Although you I mean, know that there were a group of people, probably women, oh, who were like, guys, Treat the horses humanely, and they were like burned at the stake and accused. They were of being like, witches. "Here's some metal helmets." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we thought the horses going over the 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 lift. What was the name of your or your movie, Teeny? Well, was or it can't be broken. Yeah, but this. Well, <laughs> you know, they missed a lot and hit the horses instead of hitting each other. Yeah, but also the horses are living in 1372 as well. So they're just kind of like, this just sucks. Like, you think it sucks for humans? It sucks for us too. Well, that was mine. My LVP is um, having, this just goes uh, with the times, throwing your waste out of the window. <sighs> I just remember learning that men walked closer to the window didn't men walked on the inside so that if they got hit with pee a pee pot that the man would get hit instead of the woman well i like that's that. it that's true fact history facts historical facts 
you heard it here first and that's my history history. (laughs) you know that that was happening there wow well and now chivalry has has switched so that now it's considered chivalrous for the man to walk on the closest to the street so that he can protect his lady that's what your daddy always does yeah my dad was like you need to you need to walk and if a man doesn't walk on the outside you need to kick him to the curb however when we get to the telegraph road part of our walk so oh it's cutting on the inside i'm on the inside but on the worst part of the walk the most dangerous part of the walk but then he switches but then he'll he'll get mad like he'll be like no no and you have to switch it (laughs) yes um my lvp is of course adamar but it's specifically the fact that he was sent to a war and all he cares about is who is winning these jousting tournaments He's in the middle of a war battlefield. He's in charge. He's a nobleman, so he's in charge of all these men who, presumably, because it's a battle, a big battle, they're all dying. It's also the time period and where they are, so you know, sickness and dysentery is running rampant. Death is around every corner. My man could die just from getting a splinter and it just becomes sepsis. And yet he's like, tell me the tournament results. You need to pay a little bit more attention to this war you're fighting right now. He wasn't fighting it. Okay, my MVP, here we go. It's going to be controversial. I take. I like Jocelyn. I like her standing Mm. up for herself. I didn't like her saying you have to lose for love, but she put it out there. You you say you love me, then do this and, and prove it now. Go out there and win. I I like Jocelyn. I like her standing up for women. Yeah, that's fine. You're allowed. You're allowed to take it. I mean, I I had I I had animosity to Jocelyn back in the day because a certain someone thought she was the hottest woman in the world. So I was like, she's not that attractive. <laughs> but hey. There you that's, go. That's the patriarchy setting up women against other women. I just didn't like that she was, oh, then you'll lose. Like, it's not like it was track and, oh, you'll lose. It's This is jousting. And so losing means getting, like, he could have gotten killed very easily. Short-sightedness. Yeah, he would have been replaced at the next joust. I mean. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I I come to it with my own personal bias of it. Yeah. She was singing Beyonce's song of, you know, don't think that you're not irreplaceable. Uh. Oh, getting a deep cut. <laughs> Teeny? Mine was the soundtrack. Mm. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I did too. I forgot my good reheatable shout out to Sly and the Family Stone. Mm. Oh, man. I love Sly and the Family Stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Uh, re- I, my, mine. I have an honorable mention. My honorable mention MVP is illiteracy. 
Because if most people can't read and write, it sure makes it a hell of a lot easier for nobility to be proven just by a letter. <laughs> Are you noble? Yes, I am. Why? This letter scroll. How do you know it's real? Because most people can't read and write. So if you can read and write, then you are noble. Hmm. It's just, it's just, it's just hilarious. And it makes sense because remember in America, did not want to teach black people how to read and write. That's and true. There you, that's why. That's because, true. But that was, that was the cast that they had in place was like, oh, can't read and write. So but this, it makes it easier. Once people can read and write, then they're like, anybody can forge. You know, it's just forgery, basically. It's just like, ah, boom, boom, boom. That's what Chaucer did. He's like, yeah, he's a nobleman. Here are his papers. But it makes cast a lot easier when it's like, why are you beneath me? Ah, the color of your skin. So I just thought it was hilarious to me, the fact that he's like, I can read and I can write and I can forge you your papers that you need. And they're just like, here you go. And then he gets he gets outed because he goes to Cheapside, which is a hilarious name for a place. He I like Flea Bottom personally better, but Cheapside. And then he he knows his way around a roof. Ah, so he's a thatcher and therefore he is not noble. It was oh man, it's just this little brown girl found that hilarious. Look at these people. But my real MVP, my you already know, you already said it. You knew what it was gonna be. It's on the it's on the year's best list. Because you had to pick me up off the ground when I saw what the tip of Adamar's lance was. A fist? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Fuck I yeah. knew it. Yes. That's just Personal Bush family lore of hilariousness. <laughs> that is actually a term of endearment. Man, Adamer is just going around giving hugs and kisses to all these people. Look at that. <laughs> I did not do a recasting. I didn't either. But neither did I. There we I go. Honestly, we can go in and do those. It's always sunny in Philadelphia cast. <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. That would be a great, it would be a great recasting. You have it. So we have tasties. Um, the lances. So the lances are the, the big old spears that they're pushing at each other on horseback. So the ones that they made for the movie they were scored so it, they would break in a certain place. Yeah, and explode. Oh. And the tip of it was made of balsa wood, like those old flyer planes you used to get. Mm -hmm. And then they were stuffed with balsa wood so you'd get all the splinters. And uncooked oh. linguine. Really? You know, I saw yeah. something about that. Yeah, so that, so that they would explode, but that they wouldn't hurt the stunt riders. Yeah, mm. but a stunt rider did get hurt, and it was actually filmed. Oh, without the 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 face plant, right? When he get takes it in the face, I think when he at the very beginning where he takes over, and yes. he gets it, hit, yes. yeah, hit in the face. Yeah, they kept that. 
And then Heath Ledger and the director were farting around with a broom handle and Heath Ledger hit him in the mouth and he lost one or two of his front teeth. Yeah. Um, and they said that was the only injury, but no, there was the other injury as well. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Teeny, do you have any? Mm-mm. I have that Shannon Sossaman beat out Kate Hudson for this role. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, um, Kate Hudson would have been up and coming at the time. Oh, yeah, because this was around this. This would um. So, like, when the filming was happening and stuff, I don't know if she would have already have done Almost Famous, Almost but Famous. I don't know That's if Almost Famous had come out yet. Because yeah. I feel like if Almost Famous had come out, that she would have She would have been role. the one, yeah, uh-huh. blonde, right, blue-eyed and such. Um, during the production of this film, Heath Ledger was largely unknown because they the director cast him based off of Rushes from The Patriot with Mel Gibson, which he right. was starring in. And he kind of, by that time, kind of, I think, had the, the Hollywood machine behind him of like, oh, he's a young, great Australian yeah. actor. And yeah. he had already done 10 Things I Hate About You. So um, there's a period about six months to a year, 1372, where historians have no idea what Chaucer was up to, the writer, and mm. that this film is set in that year. Oh. Not, yeah, they can pretty much account for everything, but there's just this blank spot of about a six months to a year where the people are like, we don't know what happened to the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Gelderland is a real province in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. where Ulrich is from. There's that scene where uh, Chaucer is talking to the, the, the people, but because the actors are Czech, they don't understand what he's saying. And so they left it in the movie where he does it and it's and they're quiet. And it's Mark Addy when he says something that, that that's when they were directed to respond to it. So they kept it in because it was a funny moment. Um, and then in this film, there's Prince Edward the Black. Uh-huh. And during his lifetime, he wasn't known as Prince Edward the Black. In this film, they call him Prince Edward the Black, but during his actual life, he wasn't. He was known as Edward of Woodstock. And it was about 150 years later because there were so many Prince Edward's Prince of Wales that they had to differentiate. And so they named him the Black. Some people say because of his black helmet. Other people say because he was merciless on the battlefield. But anyway, he was a real actual person and he died. So he was in line to take over the, the throne. So he was the oldest born. And when his dad died, it's like a key, like a Charles situation, right? Mm-hmm. But he died before his father died. Mm-hmm. So his son, it wasn't even his eldest son. His eldest son actually died before him. Oh, so then his son, Richard II, became king when he was 10 years old. Wow. So it was kind of like Prince Prince Edward the Black died. A year later, his father, the king, died. So then because his eldest, Edward's eldest son had died, it goes to the next son, right. who's Richard II. So then he became king. Richard II at that time was 10 years old. And 
Richard II, Shakespeare wrote a play about him. So there's like a Richard II play about him because he ended up um, getting, like, uh, abdicating the throne or, like, giving it up or resigning and stuff because of weird, like... I don't, he was just out there doing weird stuff. I don't know, maybe because the man became king at 10 years old and yeah. it's the, these times. And so then one of the Henrys, that's when a Henry came into play. And so then they like a whole other thing. But I just thought it was interesting because I, I'm not a Shakespeare historian, but he did write a play, Richard II, and that's who that guy is. So mm. boom. Boom, boom. Well, that has been a night's tale. Yeah. We we will not be together for the next two weeks, is my understanding. Teeny nope. is just jet-setting. These other people have shit on their calendars. Yep. So, uh, the next time we are together... Man! So, I knew because, all right, we had the next two weeks off, and then it was going to come in, and I knew, oh, man, it's going to be spooky season. I got to do something for spooky season. And, you know, I'm not a big spooky person, so I had no idea what I was going to do. And I keep seeing this thing, like, Hocus Pocus 2? I'm like, they made made a sequel for this film? Like, I'm like... I feel like maybe I saw it, but maybe I never saw it. I don't remember if I ever saw the first one. Oh, my God. That's the thing. This is is what is fascinating to me about this film is that I think I'm on the older spectrum of it because I keep, I kept, as I've aged and stuff, I keep hearing about Hocus Pocus. So much so that evidently you know, you can see it. Money is the answer to all questions. They've made a sequel and it's come out now. I had no idea the love and affection for this film. I didn't. I'm either. just like, what? I don't. This movie that came out in the '90s, everybody loves it, and so yeah. I'm like, but watch it every year. So I was just like, oh, I'm watching, you know, during the night, and, I'm, and I was freaking out and. Uh, on the Roku and stuff, it was like Hocus Pocus 2. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I've ever seen the original Hocus Pocus. Hocus I will Hocus do one. that. And then I get a text message and I felt I felt so happy for myself. I was like, ha I, I nailed it. And the teeny was like, I feel so dumb. We should have done Hocus Pocus. And I was like, how <laughs> did she guess the film? The one time I guess the film. She it's out- not on. It's not on. Be- we're not live. Before any 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 hints or anything, none whatsoever. She was just like, "Why didn't I do Hocus Pocus?" And I was like, "Unbelievable!" She guessed the film that I picked. And let me tell I, you, I watched it last night. Wow. Uh, I don't even. I watched the night I watched a Night's Tale, and I was like, "Oh God, okay." And then sat down and watched that glued. Excellent because it's on. It's on, it's on Disney Plus. No, Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah, streaming services right now. So, in my mind, I confuse Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic, and so this is going to be very. I did. Oh. I, I confused Hocus Pocus movies. with the one with Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. 
Oh, Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her. No, That's... Death Becomes Her was, like, in the late 80s, because I was much okay. little of a kid. But, like, it, I like remember... Sarah Jessica Parker before she became Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, exactly. And, she's uh, so fun. Najimini. Yeah. Yeah, she's funny. And Bette Midler. And, I mean, Bette, come on. So we're doing Hocus Pocus 1 mm-hmm. the next time we're together, correct? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. should be the weekend, your anniversary weekend. The weekend of the 24th, 25th Alrighty. of October. All righty then. Well, listeners, we definitely went up on tangents this week, but we hope you enjoyed A Night's Tale. And we'll see you in two weeks for Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh. Bye.